All right, we're going to get right into it today. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Spe- Football <laughs> Sunday, huh? Special game day broadcast. Yes. On Sunday. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Chambers. Eddie and Dennis, back at it again. We're coming at you at, at the halftime of this 9.30, you know, London game here between Tennessee and uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, and I'm, I've been surprised so far. I thought the Chargers were going to absolutely steamroll the Titans, and that has not been the case so far. It's been good play from the Tennessee defense and ball control by the Tennessee offense. I mean, it was. I think we left that in Kansas. Yeah, time Indiana. of possession was... 20 minutes to 10 minutes through that yeah. first half. That's not what uh, you want to be having with your offensive players there for, uh, the, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Come on, Rivers, let's go. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to... We're going to kind of skip over. This is going to be a very, very brief show today because we got we got some people coming over from the league for the uh, the Pats game, some red zone. So, yeah, should be should be a fun time. But, I mean, let's get into, what do you want to talk, news and injuries? And yeah, then let's pretty absolutely. Much. So, I mean, speaking of speaking of news and the, uh, the Titans-Chargers game, should we just start with Melvin Gordon? Uh, perfect place to start. Yeah, so Melvin Gordon was actually declared out. Uh, he had a apparently a hamstring injury. Uh, they are on by next week, I believe. They so are. So if you're a Melvin Gordon owner, you just want to hope that this was precautionary. Well, they're that, saying he did something to his hamstring on the flight to London. I'm not really sure what you... How was he doing jumping jacks on the flight? <laughs> I'm or? not really sure, but that was, that was the news. Well, keep Curtis in mind, that's, that is a long flight for them. Exactly. You know, you got to come six and a half, seven hours just to get to the East Coast and then another six hours. So Yeah, so who knows? It could have could have just stiffened up on the plane, you know, just, just sitting there the entire time. But, yeah, I mean, go, go Austin Eckler. I picked him up everywhere I could. And he good did, play. He, he's looked good so far in the first half of the game, but we already mentioned time of possession has not been there. I think that's going to change going into the second half. And he's very capable of those big, big plays, so... Yeah, we'll uh we'll have to take a look. But speaking of fun stats, you had one for Mariota, right? Yeah, well, I was excited about it before we just witnessed it. But you know, leading into this game, Mariota has never thrown an interception in the red zone. And should it, <laughs> of course, right at the half as it's coming to an end, he throws a pick, <laughs> and there it goes. The perfect, the perfect record. Yeah, I mean, it, it the whole Titans offense they were. They were pretty hyped up going into this year. A lot of people thought that Mariota was going to level up and this whole offense was going to be all the better for it. You know, you got Corey Davis, they brought in Deion Lewis, and that has not been the case so far this year. They have not looked good. The inability to run the ball, the quarterback struggling with Derrick Henry's been a huge disappointment, too. When your quarterback is telling you that in his, I think it's his pointer finger and his pinky that he has numbness and can't feel what he's touching, that's not good. No. Nope. So, yeah. So we'll move out of that game. Want to talk some Lev Bell news? Yeah. I just heard we just heard some more breaking news on him, too. So we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're saying that it's very likely that he's not going to be traded before the deadline. It's now more likely that he's going to return week nine. Right. And Big Ben himself came out. He said that it's going to be two to three weeks uh, before. You know, he even thinks Love Bell will be back in game shape, but who the heck knows? He could have been, he could have been keeping himself in football shape. We don't know. Yeah, and I think the Week Nine thing has everything to do with Pittsburgh just being angry that he's sat out this long, right? To qualify for the season to be a full season, I believe yeah, he has to play half the schedule. Right? Yeah. So Week Nine 
gives them exactly eight oh, games six remaining. Games. Oh, he needs I, he needs to play six games. Oh, okay. I thought he had to play at least a half the season. Nope. So if I'm wrong there, I'm wrong. Nope. He just has to play six games. And everybody, when he didn't show up week one, and then he didn't show up week two, this has been the anticipation really all season that after their bye week, he's going to roll in probably around week nine, and then he'll be involved the rest of the year. Then his contract will be fulfilled. He'll be a free agent next year. So, I mean, as a James Conner owner without Lev Bell, I'm hoping he doesn't come back. Yeah. But even if he does, I mean, it kind of stinks because you have Conner who's been lighting it up. Well, Pittsburgh I mean, needs him to come go- come back because if they truly are going to move on for him, you need to get him in here to get those games done and get him out. Yeah. And there's no way you're going to sit a guy like that. I mean, everything that you hear from Love Bell's side is when he comes back, he's going to give it his all. I actually believe that because if he doesn't... Well, he's playing for his big contract No one's going to want to sign him. Right, exactly. exactly. So if you're going to come back, you better show them that who you are, that you still got, you know, the skills that you showed the last few years. Everything is what have you done for me lately in the NFL. And it's, it's interesting, too, that not to get into the contract logistics too much, but... You know, you look at the NFL, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, are franchise tags unfair? And I'm of the opinion that they are. I mean, we know the NFL is a very physical sport, especially for a running back. And if you're continually getting franchise tag with no long-term guarantee, and you're running out there, and especially someone like Lev Bell, he's getting more touches than anyone in the NFL. So he's putting his body on the line every single week. So... If he plays under the tag this year and he gets a, you know, a ridiculous like ACL injury or something really or whatever that's really going to limit his career going forward, I mean, that's his livelihood at stake. Well, so there's I, no question, right? Because at this late in the year, if he sustains an injury, that'll be a year ending and it'll probably cost him most of next year as well. So who wants to sign a running back that you don't want? You don't know what his ability will be after the injury. And then who wants to wait eight to ten weeks into the year to get that injured player back? Yeah, and it really to find out, you know? It really goes back on the players association that I mean they they need to go back and renegotiate because I think the a lot of the players in the NFL are getting the shaft on a lot of different things. Don't get me wrong, I mean, Joe Schmo, you and I, we hear them making millions of dollars and it's like what the heck do you have to complain about? But at the same time, if you look at other professional sports, I mean there are, there are guaranteed contracts in place, and there's not many of those in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I can see where he's coming from, but that's where we're at. Again, it's still all speculation. Nothing's guaranteed. Monday morning is going to be the time when, if he doesn't show up Monday, and you're ele- if you're holding Lev Bell, that's when you start panicking. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Well, that that you know, just to kind of touch on that running back position. An average NFL career for running back, I believe, is five or six years. Yep. So, yeah, really, it's it's very costly when you get that kind of a franchise tag and what it can what it can cost you. So this was actually just breaking. Uh, apparently, well, two kind of breaking things. Yeah. So we had uh, now the Cowboys apparently speculation that they're actually looking at Amari Cooper from the yeah. Raiders. And we know, I mean, the the Cowboys, they've they've they need a good wide receiver. I don't care what you say, Cole Beasley is not a number one wide receiver in the NFL. Yes, I know he just had an amazing week, but he's he cannot do that against good cornerbacks on a consistent basis. Well, and you just had the Dallas Cowboys have Terrence Williams get suspended for PEDs. Yes. So 
I mean, they need somebody, and I think this is a great. Uh, this could be a great trade for both sides. Yeah, Oakland wants to move on from him, right? And Dallas needs a wide receiver, a change of scenery. This could be great. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think uh, at that point, I mean, Jordy Nelson's stock definitely goes up even more. He's actually been playing pretty damn well. He has played very well. So yeah, if Jordy's if Jordy's sitting out there on free agency, whatever, scoop him up. And yeah, back to more injuries. Let's talk about Leonard Fournette a bit. So I there were people speculating he may come back this week, may not. And I think we'll kind of combo this news segment. So they they the Jags actually picked up Carlos Hyde from the yeah. Browns, which I kind of scratched my head a little bit because you know they've got they've got TJ Yeldon who's been playing pretty well. I know he's banged up, but I mean, if you're a Carlos Hyde, Leonard Fournette owner, I mean, you can't be too happy about this. I think you should be disappointed to own both, right? Because you don't know what Carlos Hyde's uh, role will be in the That's Jaguars what I mean. offense. That's what I mean. It's it's now very, it's a crowded backfield all of a sudden out of nowhere. Well, you had some people speculate right away, oh, <clears throat> he might, Fournette must not be coming back. They're bringing in Hyde. So, yes, that's not the case. Hyde. And now, the you know, you've had... All of the upper, the higher ups there over in Jacksonville say no. We plan on him coming back. We think he'll be back week nine, and his and Carlos Hyde's role will be to spell Fournette. So now we've hurt Yeldon. Fournette supposedly is coming back, but you know what? Who knows? And now Hyde has lost a starting role where he was pretty productive in Cleveland to be a take a backup role here in Jacksonville. It's a cluster. And I mean, the only thing I can, the only thing I can say about this news, Dan, is I'm at full chub right now. <laughs> I'm just I <laughs> <laughs> got a little chubby going on. Yep, yep. So Nick Chubb takes over the starting role for the Browns. So and the Jaguars, he's, he's a Jaguar. talent, man. Yeah. And he, the Jaguars become a, a stay a mess. Yeah, I mean, Nick Nick Chubb is a talent. Go back, watch his college highlight tapes. I mean, it's just well, him and Sony, both yeah. of them coming out of that. Yeah, I mean, the, on, I mean Chubb. Backfield. Yeah, I mean Chubb was a lot of people had Chubb ranked above Sony. Believe it or not, talent-wise, it was just the situations they went into when, you know, they went into he when he went into a backfield of Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, everybody kind of had to downgrade him a bit because it was a crowded backfield. He is now going to be the guy on first and second down, and he can catch the ball too. So he may be in there on third down as well. Obviously, Duke Johnson's going to be peppered in here and there, but yeah, I mean, if you're in, if you're in any kind of league, I'm guessing Nick Chubb's gone at this point. If not, pick him up. And another guy that might still be sitting there is Duke Johnson, who he's had a quiet year so far. But you've seen that, him get picked up in a lot of leagues right that, now. He's a big ad right now. Yeah, that 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 could be changing going forward. And the Browns' offense has been—they've been looking better. They've been clicking under Baker. So, yeah, exciting times. And you want to talk about the Broncos? Absolutely. Yeah, this is more breaking touch, news. Touch so. on the Broncos' breaking news. The Broncos are now shopping Demarius Thomas. They're ready to move on from him, which I think is understandable, right? This is a man with a lot of athletic talent. He's had a lot of good years with Peyton Manning uh, at in that wide receiver position, but really has been he's up he's up there in age though, and he's not. I don't want to I don't want to say a shell of himself, but you can see he's he's slowing down. He's slowing down, and honestly, Emmanuel Sanders has looked great. He has been the true number one over there right now. And then you got the emergence of, uh, you know, the rookie wide receiver for Denver. And I think that that just makes it uh, that much easier for uh, Denver to say, okay, 
let's try to see what we can get for him and let's move on and let's give let's give number 14 you know I'm I'm blanking on his name right now so it's going to come oh yeah excuse me Colton Sutton I don't yep. know why I couldn't think of that but uh Colton Sutton is starting to play real well so I think they're ready just to give this man a bigger role and see what they can get for Demarius and I think it's not a bad time because Demarius will still draw some value for Denver so speaking of other breaking news, uh, being in New England, it looks like, um, well, not even looks like, Gronk has been declared out for today's game. He did not make the flight. They're saying it's back tightness. And I mean, ankle. And, and yeah, and the ankle. So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, this is... My, my thoughts are simple. If anybody truly believes that Rob Gronkowski is going to be on your fantasy team and play 16 games, I ask, what is it that you're smoking? That's the first question <laughs> I ask. And secondly, we just watched Miami uh, beat... Chicago a couple weeks ago, and then the New England Patriots a week or so later absolutely annihilate Miami. So my thoughts is, Gronk is banged up. We think we can beat Chicago without Rob Gronkowski. Sure. We're going to rest them. And I think that's all. I don't think, the, any, any, I don't think either injury is anything significant. On the flip side of the ball, not to cut you off, yeah, is Allen Robinson playing? I heard he was a game-time decision. There's a bunch of game-time decisions going on both sides. I don't think Allen Robinson's out. I know I just saw uh, some news that uh, Khalil Mack is going to play. I was a little excited that he might not uh, because he can wreak some havoc on that offensive line. Um, but I don't know. I haven't seen anything saying that he's not going to play. If he's not and you need a spot start at wide receiver, go grab Taylor Gabriel. I mean, No he's, question. Yeah, he's, he's a speedster. He's got talent and... They're going to have to air the ball out against New England if they want to stay. So ta- Taylor Gabriel might be a sneaky play this week if if Robinson sits. Even if he doesn't, he's still going to have some value, but especially if Robinson sits. And I'd imagine, I mean, I'm a Jordan Howard owner in every league I'm in. I'm not starting him in a single league. Tariq Cohen is kind of starting to take that role over, which is a surprise to me, to be quite honest with you. He's that gadget type of back, and, I mean, Nagy coming from that, you know, the Chiefs offense where he's used to a, Tar- I'm sorry, a Tyreek Hill type player. Sure. Uh, Tyreek Tariq. So, yeah, similar. I don't want to say similar skill set, but they're both small, speedy guys. I mean, Tyreek, no question, has the better hands. Um, he can burn you down the field. But, I mean, Tariq, Tariq's a very shifty, very quick back. And Nagy seems to like him more. His snap count keeps going up. Jordan Howard's keeps going down. And, I mean, honestly, Howard really has not too much to blame other than his own. He had a costly fumble last week right on the goal line. And after that, it's like he's done nothing. I mean, you can't trust a guy, and Tariq Cohen's getting it done. So, yeah, if you're a Howard owner, you have to sit him until further notice. I think we need to see better offensive play out of that Chicago line too, and I think that's part of the problem here is because Tyreek is shifty. He can make plays with his feet. And Jordan Howard's more of a north-south guy. And if the offensive line can't make holes for their running back, that's a problem. And Tariq Cohen kind of, he possesses the ability to make plays on his own. And I think that's what brings him more value right now for Chicago. They need it. Yeah. The offensive line's not playing well. Let's talk about let's talk about Dalvin Cook a bit. You being a Dalvin Cook owner. I mean, yeah, I want to hear your leagues. thoughts on and this. I don't know what to think. He practices most of the week. You think, okay, finally he can make a return. You know, we saw the same thing last week, you know, when he was supposed to place Arizona, which you thought would be a great spot play for him. Yep. And uh, I don't know what to think, to be quite honest with you anymore. I, I still don't want to give up on him because I feel like he will be valuable for me down the stretch. Um, and I have the depth on my team to be able to afford not to have to worry about playing him or not. 
But if you're depending on him, if he was one of your top two running backs, and he had and you, to, he had to, because that was his draft capital. He was yeah. going in that early second round, early to mid second. So I mean, if you wanted him, you spent the draft capital on him. You did, yeah. Um, and you're paying right now. You're in a, that three and three, that two and four position. You need to get out of him as quickly as possible because I don't think you can wait for that type of player, whether he comes back and he's great or he isn't. Um, this guy's going to cost you a playoff spot. That's well, and, we, and we've him. talked and we talked about it. If you're fairly confident that he's going to come back healthy down the road, I mean, then maybe if you're one of those teams that you're in the upper echelon and you can afford it, maybe you can go get him right. from one of those lower teams. So, Yeah, I think he still has plenty of value to be move. I mean, where are you? I think that's where it comes down to in fantasy football. Where are you right now? Are you two and four, three and three, or are you five and one? four and two sitting in a nice spot knowing that you can wait and uh yeah i'd move on to him i'd move on from him if i was in that bottom tier yeah so this is this has kind of been the week of hype trains too which has just been it's fun in fantasy especially when you have a lot happen at once i mean another big one has been the um the ito smith hype train he was a big waiver wire ad with um devonta freeman going down last week I mean, what do you think? Is it going to be Coleman or Ito Smith today? The talks is it's going to be an equal split. That's 50-50? What, that's what Atlanta is saying. I think, obviously, like anything else, it's going to be who's the hot hand. Um, we all thought for a long time, I think you included, Ed, that if Devontae Freeman ever went down, Tevin Coleman could carry that team. He's a running back one at that point. Yeah. That has not been the case this I mean, that, year. That's the problem, right? That's that's the problem right there. Is he's been now he's been given the opportunity and he has not been that. And so, and the few opportunities that you have seen from Ito, he's played well. He's got a couple of touchdowns. I think it'll be who has the hot hand moving forward. Um, so I think they both still though have absolute fantasy relevance. Um, Maybe you're not going to get RB1 type numbers on a regular basis, but they'll give you RB1 performances you know, over these next eight weeks that Devontae Freeman will be sitting out. Yeah, yeah. And there's uh, any anything else you want to cover news injury-wise? I know Ryan Tannehill went down, but I don't know how newsworthy that is. Yeah, it's not really that newsworthy. I guess if you, if you want to touch on a little bit, now they're saying that his career in Miami is now Brock in Brock Lobster. Oh, my. I mean, he's not that good. We, no. we, we tried, you know, they tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, everybody there in Miami, you know, the, the pros, you, he's just not that good. He just can't seem to get his game together in game time situations. Practice in real game situations are two different things. And when it comes to playing football, you know, in live games, Tannehill's not very good. So, yeah, I mean, we may see he'll be, end up being a backup somewhere. But Tox is he could be done in a... He could be done in Miami. Yeah. Yep. So anything else you want to chat about? Anything else you want to cover? I know we were going to make this a quick segment today, but I yeah, think just, that's... Uh, no, that's it. I mean, I hope we all have some good weeks, this, uh, a good fantasy week this week coming up for a bunch of people. I know that we're coming into some fantasy crunch time here in week seven. Yeah, and I, I thought last week I was in really good shape. And, you know, my team, I had a few people that didn't quite perform off to snuff, but I thought I had enough points to take the win over Dave. And it didn't happen because of Tyreek Hill. What an explosive fourth And Steven Goskowski. I mean, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, th- I think I was. A lot of fantasy hopes and dreams for people. I think last I was week. like low 90% or something to win before that game. 
And then, you know, Tyree Kill and Goskowski's combined, they put up like 60 points on me. So it happens. I mean, that's fantasy, man. No control, exactly. That's fantasy, and it's not looking too good this week against John because I'm facing the Denver defense. Which... Oh, fantasy waiver wire pickup, and he drops a, you know, um, I faced him too in my other league, a guy who's struggling, so we made a move. And uh, the defense is score high, so I'm facing a 54-point deficit <laughs> and, uh, right out the gates with that one. So That's not fun. The joys. Not fun. All right, well, yeah, I mean, at that point, Really, anything else you want to cover? Or are we going to sign off? Let's sign off. Let's everybody have a good Sunday. Yeah, let's go watch some football. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Adios. Denver, which is going to roll.